Welcome to the Avance Podcast. I'm Dan. Oh, I'm Nick. You're Nick. I'm here. Yeah, you're in a trailer I'm, now. Oh, I'm, where yeah. you belong. We all knew I'd end up living in a trailer eventually. That would be a nice one, though. I would live in this. Do you think he'd know I was living here? No. Um, <laughs> we are still down in Portland at an undisclosed location, and I am um, I'm sitting in the doorway of a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Airstream, which... Airstream Land Yacht. Do you think, do you think my Outback Wilderness could tow this? It is all aluminum. Okay. I mean, and all we have to do is move a couple of cars to get it back to If you to really the balance no. the trailer weight. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I mean, that's no. really what it's all about. It's I'm getting sure that Subaru would balance. love that. Yeah, so. Yeah. <laughs> what do they call the little one, the Fawn? Is that the new mini Airstream? I, I want one of those. I, I, to be honest with you, I definitely, I, w- I would want a vintage one and I want to do, I want to gut it. I mean, I get the new ones. The new ones are beautiful and all that, but I, there's something about me that goes, I want that. that it's the aircraft thing it's the the rivets it's got that aircraft feel to it it's just i like that somebody asked me once like you want to restore one i'm like i want to do everything but be the guy that has to polish the outside the first time <laughs> i will keep it up afterwards but i don't want to be the guy that has to do it the first time so you know yeah. that always sounds fun until i start restoring something that i'm like i have no time for this yeah. <laughs> well this i can live in that's true so, yeah you can live in your project yeah there we go it is a nice project that's you the, know that should be the story of my life living in my project so, <laughs> so, yeah. you know that is a great uh int- that is a great segue in, into our carter automotive group tip of the week uh this one goes out to credit to a previous guest and friend casey pooch yeah um we were listening to his latest youtube um and which is which is like adhd overload if, if you've got adhd like go listen to that episode uh how to be great and have adhd uh no it's uh one of the things that we tell everybody we've talked about this before you ever talk to a carpenter about how to start in carpentry do it. Start cutting wood. Yep. And uh, one of the things he encourages people to do is like experience, 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 experience. He goes, um, I will fully admit this. I remember the first time I grabbed a circular saw and tried to cut a piece of wood straight, a two by four. I still can't do it very well, to be honest. It's just not my cup of tea. But uh, about Blame the, the tool. It's the yeah, tool's fault. Yeah. But after about the hundredth time, that's what got it going. And uh, when it comes to working on cars, no matter what you've got, if you old, new, whatever, you've got to start. And one of the things we recommend is if whatever your community is, this is easy to do with Avance, but if you don't have somebody, you need to find a mentor. And if you're looking for help and instruction, the best way to get that is to offer help because there's things they don't want to do as well. If you are like, I need to learn something. I need to learn how to weld. I need to learn how to work on my house. Well, chances are the people that know also need help to do things that you do know how to do. Maybe you can trade skill sets or maybe you can just go help clean up a job site. And I don't care how old you are, swallow your pride and go do it. Because if you want help from somebody else, get your hands dirty. I think I just solved my problem. I'm going to buy an Airstream, and then I'm going to take on a mentee, and then they can do the outside of it. (laughs) (laughs) Here's some polish. I'm teaching you from back here holding a Rainier. Great job. (laughs) (laughs) You missed a spot. (laughs) Circles or squares, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's the... um, Dirty, what's the saying go? Dirty hands or dirty hands clean money. There you go. That's what you need to do if you want to work on something and you want to learn how. And that, and I that still goes true today. Trading skill sets and trading time for skill is one of the best investments you will ever make. And YouTube is great, but until you start getting out there, getting your hands dirty and learning, you're just it's not going to get it. You're not going to get it. And you're probably going to do it wrong the first time, and that's okay because there's a second and a third time. Just ask. Eventually, some old guy's going to yell at you, but he'll probably see that you're willing to want to do something, and you know. That's the way my grandfather was. Yeah. I had to earn it to learn it. Yeah, <laughs> so, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, thanks to our friends at Carter Automotive Group. Um, it does, does make me wonder looking at this Airstream though, like how much of that can I cover in S-Tech and never polish it again? <laughs> I wonder if that'd work. I do wonder if that would work. Yeah. You could do a map. John, you could do a map. That, yeah. That'd be kind of neat. Anyway. I have to overcome so many hurdles. The f- price being the first one. But, you know, after that, you know, it's all downhill, right? So. 
<laughs> All right. For our guests today, we've got uh, Phyllis Thiemann and Brian Reeves. Um, did I get them both right this time? Yeah. Okay. Right. Welcome to the show. Um, Phyllis, you're, you're in the name. Uh, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is easy to remember. Yeah. So it's Keanu's over there. That's the problem. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. I was trying to find your shop website. There we go. Uh, Heckman Thiemann. Right. Yeah. And so you guys are German automotive repair in the area. And you guys have been around here a long time from what I've seen. Since 1968. That's right. Man. So just a small startup. Yeah. Just a little Just a one. small startup. How did it happen? How, where did it happen? Well, it started in Portland okay. on 24th and Powell. My husband and his two partners started it in June of 1968. Um they started. Gearhart was here from um, Volkswagen of America, and so he was sent over here from Stuttgart to start um, Volkswagen oh. originally. And then um, Ed's brother Richard was um, a mechanic over at um, Riviera Motors, and so the two of them had met. And then Ed was a Porsche tech over in um, Beaverton, and so uh, the three of them got together and decided to start their own independent shop and during that whole time ed decided uh well he didn't decide i guess the government decided that they were going to draft him and he ended up in vietnam so he was he was uh in the army when when they first started the shop unfortunately he made it back and uh has been working at the shop ever since so that's amazing was he your husband at the time no okay (laughs) fair enough okay i didn't know you know so amazing that's i mean Wow. I'm trying to think of any automotive business that I know of that have, especially doing stuff like that, that's been around that long. That's amazing. That says a lot about your customer service and things like that. So. An independent shop. Yes. Yeah, no, that's my, my point. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. you see dealerships going in and out, but oh, yeah. do you have love? Do you have a love of cars? I do. Okay. Where did your love of cars come from? I grew up with uh, two older brothers and my dad was um, an A&E mechanic. So in, in the um, Air Force. And so... He used to work on everything. Um, They were were always telling him that he was dinking around with something uh, when he was growing up. So he always loved to take things apart and fix them. And so my brothers did the same thing. I grew up handing them wrenches and whatever uh, when they were working on their cars. So I've always loved cars. Do you enjoy working on them? Not really. That's fine. No, I mean, you can love cars. I know plenty of people that love yeah. cars, want to drive the crap out of them, but necessarily don't want to work on them, which is fine. Like I said, I think that's, somebody has to direct, right? Yeah. Well, I had to learn Lee. how to direct. <laughs> I had to uh, learn how to change my own oil and change a tire and do those kinds of things before my dad was um, allowing me to get my driver's license. So well, I think that, that was a good thing. Yeah. We've talked so. about that. I wish that was a, something that was instilled in more people these days. And the fact of it wouldn't be, you know, you're not going to be a stranded, like if, right. you know, it's just it's the great. basics. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to torture and I, and I have to, I hate to say this, but it's more of, of the ladies in the world that don't get taught these things. Guys just sort of go, Oh, I got a flat and I didn't have anything else to do. And nobody's going to pull over on the side of the road for a guy looking like me. So got to learn how to do this. But I think that's amazing that your dad instilled that in you. So. I just, that just mean, needs better dads. <laughs> okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I blame us. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're nobody's fathers. <laughs> I know. I meant men in general. Your doc knows how to change a tire. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> no, my girlfriend does, but she's, she knows how to do all that but she's like but yeah she's like but i have a pit crew now i was gonna say so yes. <laughs> we joked about that when his girlfriend uh, when shauna got the r8 she was like she got the r8 and she got a pit crew so, yeah 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 i was like fair <laughs> enough okay 
She was like, I'll do it. I don't want to. That's what I got you for. I was like, yeah, okay, fair enough. <laughs> team manager, yep. pit crew. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. Head executives. Yeah. 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 <laughs> totally fine with me. Brian, what about you? Um, What's your relationship here? Oh, uh, so I um, am a technician who works at Heckman Thiemann Motors. Uh-huh. Um, I work on uh, mostly old Porsches and old Volkswagens. Very and, cool. Um, I just, He's an amazing technician. I'm. Oh, okay. Well, <clears throat> don't have to say that, but uh, yeah, I just... Um, I work pretty closely with Phyllis on uh, stuff like this, you know, like uh, car culture stuff to try to like get out there for and spread the gospel among the next gener <laughs> the next generation I love of that phrase. <laughs> of of like uh, you know of of car people. Um, you know, I'm like a millennial, so have uh, you heard the good automotive words? Y- you yeah. know, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you know, just to try to kind of bridge that gap sure. um, between uh, you know. The baby boomers and uh, millennials and you know yeah. for well, cars how long have you been at tech oh um not that long i started out as a line cook mm-hmm. and then um about six years ago i decided that i hated being a line cook and i had to have like a job so i pretty much just walked in to heckman Thiemann because i saw all the porsches outside and i thought Oh, probably a cool place to be. Probably can't afford one, so I'm gonna go uh, try to touch them. And uh, just asked, and they said, "Sure, you can sweep the floor." That okay. must have been an interesting job. Hey, I okay, saw horses outside. Can yeah, I touch uh, them? Can I touch them? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, go, uh, oh, no. So <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know the story before we started, or before I even did the Carter Automotive tip. Yeah, no, it's perfect. When you were talking about that, I was thinking that you know that is the best way to get started. It's like I always loved cars. I always loved working on cars. Worked on my own stuff, uh-huh. and I thought, you know, I probably can be a professional mechanic, but I never knew if I really wanted to, and I just um, got burnt out line cooking and didn't want to go back to college, so uh, just walked straight in and kind of asked if I could work there, and they said, yeah, you have to, you know, be available and be willing to do whatever we tell you to do, and yeah. I was, and then... It really worked out. I mean, you know, you get lucky also, like people who are above you quit and then it kind of like accelerates your... Right. Yeah. You have to accelerate you know? your learning yeah, as well. But you but also yeah. have to be, you know, ready to to learn and really gather that knowledge to get to work on the cool stuff. I don't I th- know. I think that's a misconception in the automotive world that people go, well, if, if it's a mechanic, he must have gone to all this school and he's done all this stuff. There's so many people like you that go, I have the knowledge, yeah. and I'm going to work on it, and if you show me what to do once or twice, I'm going to get this, which right. is amazing. It's fine to go into a dealership and see the ASC certified. I mean, those yeah. it's great. But I sometimes want to work with mechanics like you that go, okay, this is where I came from. This is what I worked on. You know, that's that's the kind of the way I learned to work on the Triumph. It was like, right. you know, every person I talked to, nobody was a mechanic. They went, well, I owned one or I fell off the back of one. And, right. you know, <laughs> yeah, I, exactly. I don't know how to tune a car, but I mean, I'll teach well, you kind triumph. of how it, Yeah, I never worked on one, but I had the tractor and I had the same <laughs> engine. So well, pretty much. We're good. Yeah, I've had yeah. that conversation too. This one doesn't too, have so. a PTO, but I yeah. got it other than that. Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny. It's interesting with the Porsches, especially because the air-cooled industry has changed. Uh, the value of the air-cooled Porsches has changed so dramatically. Yeah. You went from like, I mean, back when we were kids, you could pick up air-cooled 911s that you know, like the mid-80s 911 SC when we were late 90s high school was a pretty cheap car. And you didn't even give an SC a second glance. And now you're no. like, man, if I could get a really <laughs> clean like, yeah. 80s SC, I'd be freaking rolling in it right now. Yeah. And you go from like engine rebuilds that were... You know, we'd go to the Campbell Nelson junkyard and pick one up to, yeah, it's a $30,000 engine right now. 
if it needs a bunch of work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it could be more than that. You yeah. know, if 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 everything needs to be replaced, it could be fifty grand. You know, exactly. Like, par- even just like the parts have climbed and climbed and climbed in. Cost. If you can find them, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, even since I've, I just haven't even been in this this long, and it's it's amazing. It's jaw dropping. The like air cool craze went nuts during COVID. Yeah, it's wild. It's really did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it amazes me the and, and I loved. I, obviously, everybody hated COVID. I get that, but I loved that time <laughs> and the fact of. Well, I to preface that because I'm gonna be like, everybody I loved hated. I loved COVID because <laughs> yeah, it allowed us to really kind of slow down and go. Okay, I'm gonna pick up some of these projects that are you know I, I haven't been doing. I mean. I, I, we have the monkeys came out of COVID pretty much. Yep. I mean, and all of that. Project. So, I mean, it's important to kind of sometimes slow down and work on that. I mean, and it's also important to go sleep in your garage next to your car because you love it so much because that's the thing people do. So, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Did you, did you find uh, in your, in your business that you had the COVID dip and then the insane climb? We did. And, uh, but it was really interesting during COVID. We, we kind of laughed about the fact that people were at home cleaning out their garages and then they found a really cool car underneath all the junk <laughs> and they're like, oh my gosh. And the wife is saying like, get rid of all of that stuff. And then the husband finds out, oh my gosh, do you know how much this is worth? And then the wife says, we better get it taken care of. And they either decide to keep it or sell it um, mm-hmm. after it's all done. But we air to those a lot of them yeah. during covid to fix them up so that they could either keep them or sell them so yeah. a lot that was of kind of an interesting 356s and 911s and 944s and 914s came in on a trailer and you know the 914s and 944s uh all left on a trailer because yeah. the people thought just a clutch they thought it was worth something and it's exactly. not yeah and then the then the people with the 911s and 356s paid big money to get them fixed up because they've been sitting for yeah 25 years or 10 years or 50 But they're years. worth so much now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, so you almost can't amazing thing. You can't like outspend the value of the car on some of those cars. And now the 914s are coming back on the trailer <coughs> yes. because they're like, "Oh, those are back up oh, in now value now." Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So talk to me a little bit about the business and the fact, are you doing full restorations or are we just doing mechanical? Like if somebody comes to you with, with an older 911, what can be done? What can you do for them? We do mechanical restoration. And okay. so that's uh, the basic, you know, the, that we Get it do. Running. That we'll, help, we'll help you, you know, find a body shop or, right. uh, or upholstery or whatever, but we really just do uh, mechanical stuff. Yeah. And, um, Which is important. I mean, if you can drive it, that's the important part, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, exactly. So yeah. that's right. the fun part. And you guys are all German though. Um, I was going to say, what don't you work on? Well, we also do Subarus. And the reason that we do that is because people were taking Subaru engines and putting those in their vans. So uh, that's when we started working on Subarus. And then uh, we had kind of a following with that. We had a lot of people that had Porsches. And then their snow car was a Subaru. So we started doing those. And uh, now we're doing Baja Bugs. And so off-roading there. So that's kind of a fun thing. So we just started Northwest Baja, and we're doing that. And uh, yeah, Baja's ba- Baja bugs are back. Yep. Oh yeah, I love it. It's been really fun. <laughs> Old is new. Repeat so, cycle. Put so, a Honda monkey on top of your Baja bug. Okay, that sounds really Stop. fun. I mean, I'm spending enough <laughs> right? money here, like right. Well, that could work. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I, I, I always wanted. I, I always thought I want to find somebody with like a fully restored Subaru Brat. 
Oh, with dude. the rear-facing seats, and uh-huh. then put yes. the monkey in. in between. I think the monkey would look amazing like that. Absolutely. I don't think people understand that. Like, I've ridden in one of those fa- facing the rear way, and a lot of them didn't have seat belts, even though when you were facing the other <laughs> I don't, way. They so, don't, I don't think any. They had those handles, ski pole they handles, did. right? There, there, was, there, was, there was some type of I'm, – I'm, I could be wrong about this. Aftermarket <laughs> things from Super where you could put, basically put, like, kind of a – not a roll bar, but a bar behind it and okay. put, put in – Yep. Boy, I have seen some things from the back of one of those. Like, yep. <laughs> like, um. Back when they were throwaway in high Absolutely. school, his buddy of mine, no, Zach yeah. was his name. He, he built like this track at his house because we lived in Arlington. You could do that. And we drove that thing through the woods and jumped it off of stuff. Yeah. And it was just like, and now I'm like, that brat would be worth so much. Dude, money. Brats, are, brats are sweet. <laughs> we, uh, uh, I, would, I would really like to build uh, a sweet Subaru brat. Me you know, too. Like, I don't know, put like a modern... Subaru motor and everything and resto mod two point five yeah, RS yeah exa- <laughs> exactly yeah yeah do that yeah well I mean yeah. if you if you're in the the know in today's day and age you saw what Travis Pastrana did with his with Black yeah. Rifle Coffee yeah. and that yeah yeah that sounds <laughs> crazy yes yeah. it's it, another level fun. Yeah, so. yeah. Talk about some of the cars that you've seen come through here. I mean, I, we always talk about Seattle and all the cars that are hidden away from there. Talk about some cars that you guys have seen that you didn't expect to see that have come through the shop. Maybe the the amount of like fifty eight speedsters oh, that are yeah. in Portland yeah. huh. um, okay. is shocking. Huh. You know, and we just happen to see almost all of them. You wouldn't think that they would be here, um, but they are. There's a, a great guy in town that has. Um, a lot of like just barely post-war Volkswagens. Okay. Like 46, 47 Volkswagens, you know, like British Yeah, but how many built. of them are running? It, all of <laughs> them. All of them. He's, oh, come oh, on. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All yeah. of them. They're beautiful. Is, uh, is a, oh, that's he, a different Volkswagen owner than I was thinking of. Yeah, Sorry. no, he's, oh. a, you know, he's a great like caretaker <laughs> of, of that stuff. And uh, I mean, those are a couple of things that really stick out to me. I mean, and his Continental. That yeah, he has, yeah. A, he has a he uh, has a fifty five three fifty six bent windshield Continental is what it's called, and they thought that they needed a name for the car to make it sell in America, and then Lincoln was like, "We have that car already," <laughs> and so they had to just call it three fifty six, and that's what it's called now. But yeah, it's one of very few. It's it's one of the best. It's beautiful. Cars. There's a lot of a, a lot of stuff like that. A lot of um, you just there's just more good Porsche in Portland than you would think, and we see a lot of stuff from Seattle too. Actually, well, when, again, when you've been around so long, I think that's that says something about it. And the fact that if somebody's around in this area and goes, "Well, I need somebody to work on this car," and you go, "Well, you need, to, go you, to. you need to go to these guys." Well, what do you know about them? Well, I know they've been around since the 1960s done <laughs> like yeah if you've made it this long and people trust you that's the important part yeah, yeah. uh we we're, we're lucky to have a, a pretty good following and um really good like word of mouth advertising um you know just by trying to take care of our people as best we can and you know make sure their uh, cars stay on the road i'm browsing your instagram Oh, cool. Yes. Uh, very, very nice collection of cars and photos in here, by the way. Yeah. Thank yeah. You. We, I mean, you know, also another on the opposite end of all of the, the, the 356s and those kind of classic cars, there's also a really surprising number of RWBs. If you know what those are, yeah, in Portland. Pacific Northwest in yeah, general has a, a lot large of, RWBs. of RWBs. Yeah, which is um, <laughs> you're talking about like the wide body, wide body, yeah, yeah, like, like a, 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 what's his name, Akira Nakai, yeah, Nakai-san. yeah. Uh, okay. Oh, there's a lot here. Uh huh. And 
you, you know, you go to a car show and there'll be like four. Yeah. Like, huh. Interesting. When yeah. you know what it costs to put one of those together, oh, yeah. you, you go. Yeah, I mean, yeah. When they, they did a build up at LeMay, they uh-huh. built, they built mm-hmm. one. He came down and built them. And, you know, the whole setup. If you, if you don't know anything about this, go research it. Because right. the gentleman that does it, it's amazing. I mean, you, ha- he brings, you have to get him this giant chair. And Unless smoke- you're a purist, then it's just like you're going to cry. But yeah. Either way. He smokes <laughs> like a chimney, and then he creates uh-huh. these works of art. I mean, truthfully. Well, yeah. yeah to, so, some, some to some people. Yeah. Some I people, understand how it's sacrilegious. Some people hate them. Yeah. But I think if you, when you see one in person, they're so cool. Yeah. You know, I, I think they're they're rad. Um, and, our, you know. Our friend Bong tracked his. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Like actually raced it. Yeah. I mean, Which is what you should do. Yeah. Yeah, like yeah. They're, they're, he built it before. That arrow's there for something. Yeah. 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 Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, uh, they're super cool. And they get a bad rap amongst the purist community. But I don't know. I think that those people kind of maybe need to lighten up. Yeah, but so did the outlaws. You heard it, you heard it here, yeah. people. So did yeah, the outlaws. Exactly. You know. Yeah, yeah. Now those cars are worth a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. Phyllis, what are your favorites? I don't know. I have so many. Um, I actually like, like the old uh, Mercedes sports coupes, too. So those oh, are really yeah. fun. Those. Classic. Yeah. I like my Cayenne, so I know that people give me a bad time about that, but I love my Cayenne, so. That... That mark game. for Porsche has done so well as far as, you know, the capability. Um, we have a mutual friend that's got a, a friend that wants to take his Cayenne. And we go, uh, go up in the mountains with us. He's been questioning me. Benji's been sending me messages about oh, this. Yeah. Gym. And, and I kept saying, like, well, he can come with us. I was like, but be, uh, again, we go up in the mountains. Things get scratched. This is a Porsche. It, it's capable. And he goes, well, he doesn't know if he wants to take it off-road. I'm like, it is a German SUV. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> It's that's what it's snow. supposed to be. Exactly. That's all it needs. But those cars are, I don't think people understand how capable they are and how nice they are and how comfortable they are. I mean, especially a modern Porsche. But, and Porsche has done so well with the SUV market and things like that. Do you guys work on modern Porsche and things like that? We do. Okay. So A lot of times people think we only work on the air-cooled, but we work on all of it. So hmm. All the water ones. All, yeah. all, <laughs> all the I mean, water-cooleds. You got to, no matter what you think of the Cayenne if you're a Porsche person. Porsche people are really polarized by things, I've noticed. They tend to be very particular about the cars, but the Cayenne saved Porsche. The, thanks did. to the Cayenne, we have the 918 and the Carrera yeah. GT and everything else because they get all this money from the SUV market and they get to go play and make yeah. really, really cool things we all want. Wouldn't so, have GT4s without exactly. the Cayenne. Yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. Buy, yeah. keep buying Cayennes, please. Exactly. I'm, Dan and I have said it to many people. I was, I was like, if you want to find a, a, an entry-level sports car go get a boxster go get a used boxster it's exactly. not gonna be that expensive to fix you can beat on it you can have some fun on it you can track it i mean i think avant's still yeah we still have one right i think yep. mind your clutch and slave <laughs> cylinder yeah. and uh pretty much run it <laughs> yeah, I, I sing those praises all the time for yep. the the small engine boxsters they're they're fun they don't have bore scoring they have minimal ims issues yeah. Great, great cars. It's the newest one you can afford. Yeah, it's yeah, a wonderful exactly. platform, yeah, yeah. And, 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 yeah. and they've proven you can then put power into it because now you've got the GT4s and the 718s oh, and oh, yeah. that are insane and, yeah. and the new GT3 RS that you could eat off the rear wing if you were seven feet tall. Um, <laughs> still looking forward to seeing one of those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What, Phyllis, how long ago did you get involved? Your husband was the originator of the business. When did you get involved in the business? Well, we've been together since 83. Okay. So it's been... A- the day after yeah. she said, I do? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I will. <laughs> I'm just, I'm more curious since the, since the business has been around since 68, what fundamental changes have you seen shift in the industry or in, with the shop over the years that have been like 
touch Gosh. and go. Some of the challenges that people have run you've run into or seen or technology that's come in and you've been like, this is going to be a big change. <laughs> well, I, just in the last 10 years, there's been so many changes. I mean, it was pretty constant for um, up until about, I would say, 10 years ago. And then now we've got so many other, um, well, just just updates uh, as far as so much more uh, like technology, yeah. the, the software, all of that. Um, we have some of our cars that are third generation owners. Mm. I mean, so it's the same family, but it's the same car. So um, we've had, you know, grandpa had it and then dad had it and the kids are, are inheriting it. Uh, and now they have to make the decision, okay, do we um, pay for our college education do we put a down payment on our house with, yeah. you know, selling it, that kind of a thing? So those are the kinds of things that we're looking at. Um, their their folks bought the car for $3,500 brand new, and now they're worth $350,000. So, yeah. you know, it was a good investment. Yes. So uh, <laughs> yeah, that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, we just had um, a phone call from a lady yesterday oh God, that um, she's got a three-year-old son. She wants to store a 356 for 23 years so that when he turns 26, she can give it to him. It's so, a speedster also. Yeah. Whoa. So in 23 years, it could be a million-dollar car. Yeah, or more. If yeah. the market keeps going with those yeah. cars. So yeah. She wants just, to store it for 23 years. So she was trying to figure out what do I need to do in order to safely store it so that it'll, you know, so it was kind of an interesting yeah. uh, phone call. So are, are you guys yeah. going to help her kind of preserve the car? You, you we have, are. You guys store cars too or no? Uh, We're just starting to oh, store cars. Okay. Yes. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. That has so. proven to be a good business to be in. It's a from very, everybody I know. very good business. <laughs> Expanding business. Yes. Yeah. 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 Everyone wants storage. Uh, a lot of our listeners don't necessarily know what we're talking about. Like, if you're going to put a car away like that, that's an, a long period. It is a <laughs> and long And do it right. I mean, not put it in a barn and let in things. There are certain things you need to do to the cars as far as prepping them and things like that. And so it's supposed to be maintained. Main, and yes, it mm-hmm. has to be looked after and things like that, which obviously. Right. But So what did you tell her that should be done? And what, and what do you think you will need to do to the car to keep it? I mean, I, I understand, it's, like Dan says, it has to be maintained. But what's the first process before that? Well, I mean, you know, kind of like a... F- fluids change but like fluids change plus you got to get all that gas out of there especially if it has ethanol in it you need that gone um you need to fill it with fresh oil uh to keep everything from like rusting i mean there's just with an air-cooled car it's nice because there's only three fluids or you know really including brake fluid but mostly you just got to be prepared to um if you're not going to drive it for 23 years (laughs) You just have to be prepared to replace every single I'm sorry, I'm just thing. Like, yeah. You know, every every piece of rubber is going to rot on the car. But if you were just going to store a car for a little while, like you know, a year or so, you just want to make sure that the the gas in it is is not going to go bad. So either no ethanol, you need a, a fuel treatment, or you can just drain the tank on a 356. You just don't want it to rust. I was going to so. say the rust would be my biggest. Concern. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, rust and deterioration, just natural deterioration. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, the ev- like I said, every single piece of rubber is going to need to be replaced. I was going to say, yeah. I mean, you don't like you said, you don't have a radiator to worry about, so that yeah, helps a yeah, lot. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, even just all your brake lines are going to rot away. Uh-huh. They're like, all going to be dead. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. So it was the she's most gonna, unusual. She's um, going to have the quest. best mom credit. Like that yeah. kid's going to. She's looking and be like, if you're not nice, you're not going to get your Porsche in seven years. Yeah, exactly. If you don't do your homework, yes, it's so get good grades. That, I mean, 
you talk about passing down wealth. That is a wonderful way to do it. I love yeah. the idea of that. That's a hell of a savings but account. Like you said, like <laughs> yeah, as I'm asking you questions, I'm starting to think about it. I'm like, yeah, that's gonna that's gonna need a ton of work when it's even if it's kept by you guys for the next 23 yeah. years and restore. You know, probably it's gonna need to be started and driven and, and mm-hmm. you know keep things going. Yeah. That would be the best way to do it. That would be would, yeah. to would right. be to actually just use it very sparingly yeah. over yeah. that amount of time. Um, would be way better than just like yeah, like I said, draining the fluids and filling up the gearbox and the going to Costco, get one of those vacuum yeah. seal bags and just vacuum sealing yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> using it sparingly. I know, yeah. right? Yeah. It's not that horrible of an You're idea. You're not wrong. You <laughs> could vacuum seal all the. You could take the brake lines off, clean them out, <laughs> vacuum seal them, put them in the dark. Yeah, I mean literally. I don't know what else. I you guess. Would yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> put them in the dark. I'm wondering, yeah, like, do you ta- like if you're going to do something like that? If you're not this person, but if you're thinking about taking a car and putting it away, which burns my heart the fact that that yeah, I know. but yeah i'm glad it's for this but yeah you could take it i mean it's almost better to take that whole car apart disassemble it yeah. disassemble the whole car <laughs> vacuum seal the parts and then put it back together <laughs> yeah, i don't know that's really funny that is here's a birthday idea. present it's yeah. like legos but yeah, bigger yeah. good luck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like legos but it's going to cost you a hundred thousand dollars to put it back together yes. and yeah, yeah. worth but it with the fact yeah. it'll be worth 10 exactly. times that yeah. exactly so yeah yeah yeah, yeah. wow yeah over the years, have you found that, like you said, even just the last 10 years, technology has gone through the roof and it continues to do so. Have you found it uh, harder to be an independent shop because it's just so cost prohibitive to work on the cars now? So much special tooling required. It is. It's, it is challenging. Um, it's hard to find. Um, well, it's hard to find the dealerships or the, the manufacturers that actually want to share the information. Right. So that's part of it too so just getting that um let alone what they want if they want to share it what it's going to cost you to be that's sure. right yeah and so, sometimes you know the stuff that you can get in the independent world like at the dealership you know this would like you know resetting the oil level light in the new 911 or new mm-hmm. boxer they have no dipstick you know so like they have software that'll just like force it you know, we don't get that, you know, it's cost prohibitive, prohibitive at this point. And so we have to use what we have, which does it just fine, but it takes like three hours. Yeah. You know, you have to go through this whole process and telling somebody that their oil change, that they should leave their car overnight <laughs> yeah. for an oil change is, is kind of weird, but yeah. it, it's, it's just the way it is now with the, they've made these cars so hard to work on for people who aren't within their very tightly controlled group, which is what yeah. they, which is what they want. You know, yep. So but we just talked about this in the last episode. Uh, it's, it's right to repair folks. It's exactly. Tr- you got to have, yeah. you, if you don't know what it is you, and you're in the automotive industry, you need to stand behind right to repair or you're, you're going to be locked out. You're going to be rent to own your car. Exactly. Well, I mean, but the, the, the brands do it themselves. I mean, we oh, yeah. people that have owned, Keep all that brands, profit in-house. You know, big Italian brands. And, yep. and, and the, even though there are dealerships, the, the, the Italian brand goes, oh, you still need to pay us $100,000 a year for the software update yes. on the computer. Exactly. That's exactly yeah. it. To but work they, on the cars that we're selling you to sell to your customers. So I'm sure you could speak to that. <laughs> and, yeah. that's, yeah. and that's subsidized by by the, the selling of cars. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and so uh, a lot of – we as an independent shop are kind of looking for new ways to – be able to do the quality of work that we want to the standard we want to do it while also being profitable. You know, it's hard to spend that time and those man hours and make money, you know, like we do it, 
but it's difficult. It's so, yeah. you know, we're looking to car storage. A lot of places sell cars now, you know. There's these new routes that we have yep. to look at as independent shops. Yeah, but if you have to buy a $100,000 machine to read a car, because right. it's, that's, that makes it really tough. I yes. Mean, we had a, a good friend that was worked at Microsoft. That he, he, he was a big Mercedes guy, and he, he found somehow secondhand one of the Mercedes computers that he bought, and then he can read codes and stuff like that. It was John. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah, and like... He's Mr. Tech, but like this computer was, there was, it wasn't supposed to be outside like the Mercedes dealerships and somebody sold one and he right. got it like that, but it's, it's tough. Yeah. We, uh, you know, there's all sorts of, you know, funny ways to try to, to try to get around the, mm-hmm. uh, the dealership, uh, manufacturer, like lockout of the aftermarket. Um, but they're, you know, you can try to find a, a used one on that's kind of clandestine, weird seller or whatever fell off the back yeah of a fell truck. off the back of a truck <laughs> yeah or, or um or there's you know knockoff versions there's you know but nothing is as good as ponying up and buying mm-hmm. the real thing but it, yeah a hundred thousand dollars and then you're paying a license on top of it usually that yep. is not much less but if you can get them so yes. sometimes they don't even have enough to supply for their own dealerships. Right. So they they're not going to dealer. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so they they're not around. going yeah. to send them to you as an independent. No. They're going to go ahead and supply their dealerships first. Yeah. So. This is also how car companies get you to use their maintenance, use their Exactly. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's odd things too because I remember like just getting the the windshield replaced in the 911. They were like you have to go to a Porsche dealer to have because I had uh, part just uh, automatic cruise. And they're like, yep. you need to oh, go to the dealer yeah. to, to get the cameras realigned when they replace the windshield. Uh-huh. Yep. And I was like... The ADOS kind of thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. that ADOS stuff is total... I mean, I think it's a black box probably for the dealerships too. I mean, they're, it's like we... I don't. I mean, it blows my mind. I guess it makes me happy that I mostly just work on air-cooled cars. <laughs> hey, don't have that. Don't stuff. get comfortable. Subaru's got I, eyesight I, now. I, I know, right? <laughs> so, there, it's yeah. it's uh, yeah. you know that stuff's coming, and um, you know a lot of times they can't even tell you who's like liable yeah. if you get in an accident with it. So like, it's all being hashed out. It's definitely not them. currently. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> not them. It's not. It might be you though. Yeah. You know? yeah. So who paid less for their lawyer? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Your lawyer. Exactly. Their lawyers would tell you it's your fault. Exactly. Yes, exactly. And so th- those are all kind of things to like consider when you're like, especially when you're buying a used car. Like I, like I said, you know, I sing the praises of early Boxsters and early Cayennes. You know, they're you're going to get most of the good times mm-hmm. of a brand new one. And you're not going to have to go to the dealership to get your windshield replaced because there's an ADOS <laughs> unit in it. Right. And I don't want to be like, I don't know, I don't want to discourage people from buying brand new stuff. But, just, you know, think about it. It's something that I think about. You, know. you should be saying, yeah, buy yeah. the old stuff. Come have it fixed here. Yeah, exa- well, yeah. And it, I don't want to be too self-serving. But, uh, you know, it's going to save you a lot of money also in the end. Sorry, well, you, hit, you hit it right on the head, though. You can get, yeah. a, you can get a nine-tenths of an experience yeah. for yeah. one-tenth the price. Absolutely. And yeah, one-tenth yeah. the cost of ownership. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... Yeah. I mean, I, I just or a better say, experience if you go if you're a manual person because you can't get a new manual Porsche. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, you can in the what the GT4 RS. G- you know? Yeah, you can get no, not a RS. No RSs with manuals. You know, you're right. It's yeah, just yeah, the yeah. GT4. You can I get think. 911s and Ooh. and and Boxsters and Caymans with manuals, but, right? Uh, not not the RSs. Yeah. 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 So if you want a you know a GT. Three RS manual, you're going to go nine nine seven. You're going to pay yeah. for it. You're going to have a way better. Oh yeah, experience. you're going to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to pay four hundred grand for it. 
No. I mean, in a 4.0 maybe, but not in a 3.6. Yeah, yeah, no. It's going to be, you know, 200 or whatever. But yeah, it's, but it's, a new one's 400. Exactly. And yeah, it's yeah, going to do the shifting yeah. for you. And you have to compete with a bunch of other people who yeah. might have even more money than oh, you. Oh, yeah, you're going to need three other <laughs> yeah, Porsches before exactly. you buy it, too. Yeah, now they're like do. Ferrari now. Yeah, they're exactly. like Ferrari now. Which is crazy. Buy, buy into the brand. Un- unbelievable, but yeah. I still, it, it's Dan and I have so many build lists in my head, but taking a Cayenne and turning it into an Overland build, like that's oh, a yeah. mm-hmm. diesel. I mean, and some of them, yeah, like, diesel. I've seen people Cayenne, get those, yeah. those like first gen Cayennes for uh-huh. like cheap, 5,000 oh, yeah. bucks. And it's like, they, they got to do a little bit on the air system, you know, the, mm-hmm. but everything else works great. And then, in fact, didn't they just, didn't uh, Vin Wiki or whatever, they just they just took a bunch of them up into Montana and beat yeah, on them. You just toss the air system and put it yeah. in a real full suspension. It's just awesome. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, when yeah. you think about that, taking a Porsche off. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. And, and that, that's what we're thinking of. Well, we have a couple of um, our customers that that's what they're looking right. for. So okay. that's what they want us to do. So oh. we're, we're getting very excited about that. Perfect segue. I was going to ask you what your most interesting shop projects have been over the years. Oh. Like, you. Even before you, or just like any anything that just popped out as like, oh man, this was a weird ask. I would love the independent shops what they get. Um, I mean, well, but back in the '60s, uh, Ed and his brother, you know, did like race support and stuff. Mm-hmm. They did a Formula V that they campaigned, and I mean, you know, obviously that's before both of our times. But in, I mean. People, we, we lifted a 944 for a guy recently, which is popular now, um, and I recommend everybody do it. Um, and, yeah, we have a lot – lifting is the new thing. It used to be slamming sports cars, yeah. which is cool. Well, now you got the Safari Porsche right off from the factory. Exactly. You can yeah. just buy one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, Well, yeah, if you got a million bucks, you can buy one. Yeah, I guess you <laughs> can't. You can't buy one. You <laughs> right. can't buy but, one. But, I mean, but, but it is a cool new thing. It makes but, them certainly more usable. Oh, so cool. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we didn't do a lot of modifications until recently. You know, right. it was all, like, very – Maintenance. Yeah, maintenance. And, um, you know, now people want to spice things up a little bit. So uh, Good. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, Ed was always, you know, like, no, you have to keep everything just totally Perfectly stock. stock. Yeah. Just yeah. stock. Don't, you know. And um, it's Ed so, has a point. Well, and it's <laughs> funny because he and, and Gary Emery are such good friends. And so here's Gary that's the outlaw, the original outlaw. And yeah. then here's Ed, you know, like, no, you have to keep everything totally stock. And so... Uh, now they're both coming to the whole terms of, oh, yeah, let's do this and let's do that and, and, and let's modify this and let's lift that. And so, yeah, it's, 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 been, it's fun been kind to of a tr- funny to thing. to try to show, uh, you know, show him, you know, who's, he's old enough to be my grandpa, but like, it's cool to be like, yeah, we should, it'll be cool to lower this and put a loud, ex- you know, try to like get him to get excited about like modifying his. See the vision. Type three, you yeah, know, oh, like, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> kind of make it like, you know, something that, I don't know, 10 years ago he would have sneered at, but you know, it's fun to get him to come around. I remember, so I, my, my first Porsche was a, an 85 and a half 944. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It, yeah it was slow as molasses and uh-huh. it was old and I bought it when it was cheap. So it wasn't, sure. wasn't cool at the time. It was always cool to me, but at the time, I think I paid three grand for it or something. Yeah, yeah. That's how much they should be worth, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that's how much a clutch is going to cost you now. Exactly. Uh, then the tiny belt service. And I quickly uh-huh. learned the difference between Volkswagen and Porsches. Oh, dude. Because holy crap. Like, even $3,000 car, I was probably into it nine by the time I uh-huh. sold it. And I maybe, I think I got five for it. Right. <laughs> it was fun. I loved owning it. But my God, what a nightmare of a clutch job. That's still it's probably crazy. one of the worst. Uh-huh. 
things I've ever had to even attempt to do. And did I did you do it yourself? Oh, I tried. Oh, dude, it left yeah. on a trailer. Yeah, very to somebody who could do it. Honorable. Yeah, it <laughs> left with its differential fuel tank, suspension, <laughs> and drive shaft all out. Or, That's so you funny. know, or what, what do you so call you lightened it? it for trailer. That's yeah, good. That's not nice. that. What do you call it? It's not the drive shaft. It's a um, uh, the torque tube. Torque tube. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I yeah. was like, I'm done. I can't do this. <laughs> Never mind. I, I can't. I tried. <laughs> oh, I, I know how it comes apart. Yeah, and then it was the tiny belt service, which luckily was done before it snapped. So yeah, 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 yeah got to do it. Special tool. Uh huh. Oh man, yeah. Thank God for independent shops who have worked on these things forever, because yeah. it was uh, luckily I had a small town, and uh, the guy at the local Volkswagen shop happened to work on nine twenty fours, and nice. so he's like, "I've never done a nine forty four. He goes, "But I think they're the same." Yeah. Sure enough, he's like, "I got a manual. I'll figure it out." Sure yeah, enough, he had it done like the next day. Awesome. Like, he's like, "Yeah, no big deal." I was like, "Thank God." For a small shop, because Porsche was like, yeah, four grand. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> this yeah. is back in 97. <laughs> so I was like. Yeah, if you buy one of those cars uh, <laughs> today and you don't know if it didn't, if it had the timing belt done yesterday, like you better, you really want to see those receipts and take the timing cover off and also look for yourself because yeah. you just go get it done immediately because it'll destroy everything. It'll oh, be, yeah. Mine had, mine had a, a yeah. thread like. Oh yeah, yeah, belt, flapping around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah totally. That's how I knew mm-hmm. something was wrong because yeah. I heard. <laughs> Can I hear it? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. oh god, it's still running. Turn it off. <laughs> yeah, no. So it's they not... built in a warning sign. I think. <laughs> exactly. Okay. It had a warning yeah, signal. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like a rabbit or like an E30 or wherever where you can do the timing belt in your backyard. No. In a in a couple hours, it's a whole yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, Porsche. I love you. the old school cars. But I mean, I mean, I, 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 we've said a hundred times. It's just the idea of a, opening a hood or a bonnet or the back, whatever you want to call this. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Gotten in trouble for that engine cover and being able to see the engine and kind of get it, not not open the engine uh-huh. and try to look at the plastic and go, what yep. the? Like, yeah, you <laughs> so. had a nine nine one and you opened that little thing. There's two laptop fans there. Yep, you know, <laughs> <laughs> two <laughs> laptop like, fans is right. I'm like, oh, like, look at the engine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Add exactly. oil, add coolant. Don't uh-huh. touch it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't touch, please. Yeah, yeah, don't yeah. touch it. I mean. Dan and washer I bottle leaked. always laugh about the <laughs> fact that, like, and, and I think you can back this, on the newer Porsches with the center locks, that they come with the socket, but they don't come with the wrench. Right. No. Which is yeah. smart and bad because you uh-huh. can't change your own tires, but also there's some people out there, you know, that would knock themselves out trying to change one of those <laughs> Dude, center you, locks. you like, should not. I've I taken mean, center locks off. They're not fun mm-hmm. <laughs> without no. having their gun or something no, like that. Very so. dangerous if you're dumb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but I remember the first time I looked at this. Expensive if you're dumb. Yeah, yeah expensive. You'll, you'll break oh the gosh. center lock mechanism. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I remember yeah. that first time you popped your hood, and you, you're like, here's the stock. And I was like, well, where's the wrench? And you're like, doesn't come with it. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> $600 collapsible wrench that uh-huh. is always sold out on Amazon. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Control in the market, eh, Porsche? Yeah. <laughs> 600 bucks for one from Amazon. From yeah. Amazon. Exactly. The, I don't even do the Porsche one. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. want to know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the factory It's one the same one. It just says Porsche on it. No, I think, I don't know who makes Porsche's OEM tools now. So I like, know Facom is still McLaren. That's always a good question. It's probably like Hotset or something. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, German brand. Or yeah, Wera or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah anyway. Yeah. If it's not red in Milwaukee, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, dude. Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. Bought off Facebook Marketplace <laughs> no. from some guy who I'm, jacked it I'm, from Home Depot. I'm, I'm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. Every time. Whoa. <laughs> that can be DeWalt, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee's great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm Team Milwaukee. He's very much Team DeWalt, so we... What's your favorite tool, actually, in the shop? I, I mean, I'm a exists. I'm a professional mechanic, so snap on. 
Okay, I know. I'm just saying, what what tool? Oh, what my what's yeah. my favorite tool? You're talking about a hostage situation. Uh, I know. I know. It's like a it's like a it's like a cult. <laughs> That's a drug dealer that comes yeah, to uh, your work. Oh, oh yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, but and, he wants more money. Oh, but uh-huh. don't worry. Way more money. Give me four thousand dollars. You get a hat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, you get to give you free stuff. Absolutely. I I, I, I came. You pay home. for that, by the way. Our I came town. home this week yeah. with a with a new um, Dixon flannel, and my wife was like, "Where'd you get that?" I'm like, "It came with some tools." It was it was. It's guy, guy math. It's yeah, practically it, it, free. It's practically free. I paid a thousand dollars for something. No, I, I love the uh, uh, when you're doing the 9/11 timing chains. Uh, there's a giant like counter holding specific thing. It has a it has a Porsche part number, but it goes over this weird keyway, and it's just really satisfying. Mm. To so you can torque down the giant timing gear nut on the camshaft. It's just this very lovely tool. And I'm, I'm making this motion with my hand that nobody can see, which doesn't matter. But it's a little inappropriate. And he, I, I don't yeah, know why yeah. you keep making eye contact with me while you're doing it. But, you know, so still. It's, like, it's, yeah, I, I just, get it. I get it. Okay. It's a I, 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 I love this. I love this this tool. And it's just, it makes me so happy. And I, I, other 911 mechanics know what I'm talking about. I swear. I swear. Right. Yeah. Precision purpose built tools are fantastic because they just do exactly what you want yeah, to do. And you're like, without this, this would be a nightmare. Lovely it's piece. So perfect. Yeah. 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 Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Sorry. No, that's great. That's good. You're Snap. funny. You're funny. Uh, yeah, Somebody has to make this funny. Yeah. So. Snap on torque wrenches, everybody. Oh yeah, they're nice. Yeah. Spend your money there. I, we've talked about it before. I'm, we're old enough to remember, like when you used to go to Sears and buy a Craftsman wrench, and if you broke it, they would give you a new one. Now that they was go, the best. Weld it back together, and I'm like, I don't want the same one. Dude, the, the Craftsman. R.I.P. Yep. Craftsman. I loved. Yeah. Going to Sears and getting crafts. Not, I think they're still craftsman's around, right? So, I think, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're Lowe's. Lowe's. They're Lowe's. Yeah, okay. Lowe's. I loved going to Sears. Yeah, and yeah. Getting me too. Stuff. It was like a Christmas thing in there. Uh-huh. Go to the store and look at all the tools. Mm-hmm. The, you, I don't know. If, you know about the fact that I was a secret shopper for Sears? Yeah, and that's hilarious. And the deal was you had to go in and spend so much money. And then they would, you sent in the receipt, and you got to keep what it was, and they reimbursed you the money. So I would be a secret shopper for them, and I would go in and I would buy tools. Oh yeah, and then they just re. So I got a bunch of stuff for free. Yeah, yeah. good so, stuff yeah. too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say, Dewalt, um, they have a. If you get one of their tool sets, you just open the top, and it's got the foam insert. You know, and it's got their number on it. If you break a tool, you just send them a photo. And they just send you a new tool. Oh, really? Like, no questions asked. You just That's send them a photo, and they're like, if it appears broken or you show that it's broken, like, it takes them, they'll instantly So do you're it. saying I can take a picture of your broken tool, and they'll send me a new tool? <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I broke uh, a 72-tooth ratcheting wrench, huh. which I over-torqued. It was so completely my you fault. You took it to a 71. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, 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 yeah pretty, so much, pretty yeah. much. And, yeah, and I just said, hey, and I just did the little... I took a little video, sent it to them. They're like, no problem. Send me a new one. I love breaking my Snap-on like, stuff and giving it to yeah. the Snap-on dealer. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, what'd you do? And I'm like, I don't know. Just replace it. I didn't. The Porsche did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's That's very cool. satisfying. Get your money's but worth. Craftsman used to always make the, the oh, yeah. um, annual Christmas um, ornaments, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody does that now. Phyllis is, is a big Christmas enthusiast. So also. am I. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he is, really. And most of the time, you know, huge. Like, I mean, yeah. Lionel Train yeah. around the whole mm-hmm. room. Awesome. I mean, fresh Christmas. tree, 1800 lights. Yeah. But, awesome. but yeah, I'm, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, yeah. my grandfather used to have some of those craftsman arms. I wish I still had them. They're probably worth a ton. Yeah. I'm gonna oh, get. I, I'm gonna I guess. Mine, Snap on so. does. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Snap on has all sorts of dorky stuff that they try to sell you that's seasonal. That's all I have to say about that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's the same wrench you have, but it's in Christmas green. Yeah, exactly. I'll take two. Yeah, we, we glued it to a hook. Yeah, exactly. So you put it on your tree. <laughs> There's a hook. 
<laughs> Tell your wife it was free. Now exactly. here's the bill. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So we folded like a, it into the cost of everything else you've bought. Yeah. 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 Like a, the Icon Gold ratchets. Yeah. Oh, oh those God. are fun from Harbor yeah. Freight. Yeah. 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 Hilarious. 24 carat. There's yeah. only one time I would hold, have or own a gold ratchet kit, and that's the one that comes in a McLaren F1. Is that real? It's gold. There are gold plated tools that come in. Yeah, it matches the gold foil <laughs> in the engine yeah. bay. Yeah, yeah. They are the best car ever. Sure. Yes. I mean, I'm oh, sure, right. knowing McLaren back then, it was probably just Craftsman that they gold-plated, yeah, they but gold still. Plated. It was Fackham. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. 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 so. Griot's did a promotional uh, with it, because they were, Griot's was selling Fackham tools in promotion with a McLaren F1. Oh, I didn't know that. I still have the catalog somewhere. <laughs> we were talking about that in the last episode. I miss catalogs. Yeah. <laughs> catalogs are yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, flipping through it. What's your, uh, what's your favorite thing to work on? Like when uh, it comes in, you're just like, oh, I like this one. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I like uh, long hood 911s with carburetors, two liters, 2.2 liters. Oh, yeah. Uh, also love mechanical fuel injection. You know, Ooh, like, okay. that stuff is a hoot. It's, you don't get to see it enough. Mm-hmm. At least, I, I mean, I don't get to see it enough. I know that there are places where they probably see it every day. But, you know, it's the cars feel, when you take them for a test drive, special cars. You know, yeah. that is kind of what determines what my favorite thing to work on is, is how it is to take around the block. Yeah. You know. You need to test your work. Yeah, well, you have to. You have to. And some of the old cars, uh, this actually, you know, is a serious thing. Um, you have to drive them for a while. Oh, yeah. You gotta if, warm if up. you really want to feel them out. And that is definitely one of the perks of the job. And it's also probably the scariest thing about the job is, uh, you know, everybody who's driving, driving somebody around else's you, car. Driving somebody else's very yeah. ba- valuable car around a bunch of people who don't know what it is and don't care and are looking at their phone and are, you know, going to, I don't know. They don't care. Yeah. Or the exotic drift. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. they're looking at, exactly. They're looking at you. And sometimes if, when you're in a little, little fifties car, it's like, I, I don't want to get hit by a bicycle on this thing. Right. You know, like, cause <laughs> it would, it's, it's so terrifying, but um, yeah. Yeah. Early, early, Early 911s, 60s, 70s, 911s. And that's a, that's a, another point to bring up. And I've, I've had this with a, a friend of my, my family who had an older Jag that they were having work done <clears throat> East Coast. And he got mad. He says, I got it back. And they put 150 miles on it. And I was like, no, you oh, want dude. that. Yeah, that's a good thing. I said, I said, I understand that number seems high to you, especially in a car like that. I said, but that means they, they fixed it. They drove it. I guarantee you that car wasn't just taken out and driven 150 miles. Like, no. it's multiple drives yeah. and yes. things like that. And Lots that's, of drives. You know, yeah. If you go to a, a modern dealership in a modern car there's really no reason for them to drive it because the computer will tell them if they've done it right. But the old stuff, well, I mean, to a point, <laughs> yeah. 150 miles, I mean, uh, that would be a lot on Yeah, if a dealership put 150 <laughs> that, miles I'd on be your like, new Wait car, a minute. it'd be weird. Yeah, exactly. but yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Let me get on right. my app and see where they yeah. went. Like, I mean, I always, we always, I always tell people if we have to drive their car. Yeah, of course. Like, of course. Right, you know, don't yeah. drive it in the rain, stuff like that. But yeah, I just had to put, I probably put 100 miles on a 71 911E. Which is lovely. It's a, it's a lovely thing to have to do. Yeah. But, um, have to do. Have to. Well, you have to. Do, it takes up a lot of time out of your work day when you, right. you know, you could be changing oil on something else. But, like, it's, uh, it has to be done to feel, you know, if you have to get it up to speed to feel a shimmy or, you know, if something only happens when the car is really, 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 really hot, you have to go for quite a while and you have to drive out of town or whatever, you know. 
It's uh, well, in older cars, I mean, you have heat exchangers, and then you have uh, yeah. You, basically, you're listening to harmonics because it's going to change as the car heats and expands uh-huh. and things move around. And you're like, oh, now I hear it because it needed to go through like a full heat cycle. Yeah, exactly. And I've worked on enough old cars to know that. Oh yeah. Like, or if your timing belt's starting to come apart, and make yeah, then you flap, 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 yeah. flap. Yeah. The flap yeah. sound. Yeah. Exactly. Valve flash, or is the timing belt coming loose? <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> I, we have a customer who we're doing a, a a big like mechanical restoration on his 930 turbo. And, you know, it's kind of a tuned engine. It's like a 3.5 liter instead of a 3 liter. It's cool. And yeah. um, he, he told me, he's like, Brian, when I get this car back, I don't want to have to come back. I want you to do the break-in. I want you to put a 1,000 miles on it because I want you to give me the yeah. keys and say, <laughs> leave. And I say, awesome. Yeah. Because <laughs> not only is that like the exact customer you want to deal with, that's also like a dream to have somebody say, here's the keys Brian's to my like, I took it home. It does great for taking kids to soccer. Uh, <laughs> you got, I went to QFC and got groceries. Uh, no, he told, he, he told me, he's like, take your wife out for a long road trip. Take, yeah, I'm like, it's all this stuff I'm not going to do because I'm not comfortable, like, you know, actually doing that. It's yeah. too valuable. But it, in theory, it's, it sounds fun, you know. Like, <laughs> my service advisor, my Turbo S, I had a uh, the what is it, transmission control unit was oh, bad yeah. on it. And it would what happened is it would get up to temperature and then it would shut down. The car would go into full limp mode and it would turn uh, off. Whoa, yeah. And it wasn't the transmission failing, it was the unit y- failing. Yeah, sure. And so it would just be like, oh, turn off, uh-huh. go to a stoplight, pff, done. Yeah. And it would either not turn back on, you, you could pull the battery, like the negative, right. reset it completely and then get it off the road. Yeah. You can imagine how fun that is in a new turbo. No, not fun. And so it went back to the dealer two times. It was under warranty and because uh, it was CPO. And the last time I told my service advisor, who was, they were great. I had no complaints with Porsche on this. Yeah. It was a difficult issue. Yeah. I was the second owner. And I said, I told him the same thing. I was like, I don't want it back. I was like, I don't care if you drive it to Moses Lake. Yeah, just fix exactly. It. Yeah, yeah, fix <laughs> so it. Yeah, yeah. So I was, I, was, I was like, I really don't care. Just drive it until it happens to you uh-huh. and record it so you know what's going on. Yeah. And so they, they took it like, I, I had tracking on the car, but I was like, it just went up and I would watch them. They went up and down 405 probably 20 times. Right. Yeah, <laughs> back yeah. and forth, like yeah. right in the right lane, just back and forth, uh-huh. back and forth, back and forth. It turns like, is it too hot? Is it too cold? Eventually, they finally determined it to be the tra- the transmission control unit. And they replaced everything under warranty. But it was just like... <laughs> Sometimes you got to get two guys in the car at the same time. One guy with a laptop mm-hmm. or a That's scanner. Yeah, exactly. And so then it's it kind of gets back to like how to be profitable. You know, you got two guys... One car, just driving. Yeah. You know, like that's not, it's not paying the bills, but it's what you got to do to fix these cars. Yeah. If you have a vague issue like that and you can reproduce yeah. it, great. If you can't, if you start can, recording. Oh, dude. Yeah. Yeah. The things that can't be reproduced. That's yes. Because cars go to dealerships and then they forget all the problems they have. So everybody knows that. Yes. Yeah. They, they, yeah. They're like, <laughs> they're like, I don't want to be here. Yep. I don't want to be here. I wasn't squeaking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the squeak. <laughs> oh, the squeak, squeak or a rattle. Oh, or, yeah. Lord. <laughs> Got the guy laying down in the back with his ear. The yeah, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> with yeah. a little stethoscope. Uh, yeah. We had, yeah. That, we had that in the Rover, and then that was the reason Volvo lemon lawed that car my parents had, and the fact that it, like, there was a, a rattle in it that they hadn't, because of the rubber stuff, and they had to take it, it. Out of the first year we owned it, it was at the shop in Spokane for 210 days. Oh my, oh my God! Because well, it oh, just kept wow. going back and going back, and I'm, yeah. God bless Volvo. They said they stepped up and said, "Again, It'll don't buy, buy a first generation car when it comes." Out. What was it? <laughs> it, was a, it was a V40. Oh, so it was yeah. like, okay. like late Remember '90s. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, we got the first. Like Volvo introduced it, and we happened to be at Camp Subaru mm-hmm. BMW in Spokane, and my my they they, they got rid of a, sub, a suburban, and we ordered it. It was red. It was a beautiful car. It was a great car. Yeah. When it ran, it was beautiful, but. 
so annoying when it was squeaking and things like that. Weird. RX-7 engineers moved to Sweden, apparently. Pretty much. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. I'll tell you. Uh, So, I don't know Portland very well. Okay. Where is your shop? It is... um, Southeast 19th. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I just drive there to go to work. Yeah, no, no, I know the address. It's it's on the corner of 20th and Southeast Powell. Is that where it's been the whole time? No, we were on 24th and Powell, just four blocks uh, east. east. But uh, on the opposite side of the street for okay. 50 years. Okay. And then five years ago, we moved uh, four blocks west. More space. So, more space. For obviously storage and things like that now. Yes. Yeah, for 23 so we, years. Yeah. So, we did <laughs> exactly, have yeah. a 5,000 square foot um, shop, and now it's almost 20,000 square feet. So wow. Excellent. It's, it's a little bit bigger. Yeah. So. It's a good size. Where can people that need your services get a hold of you? Like what uh, website? Website, yeah, www.heckmanthieman.com. And call the phone number. Okay. Call the phone number if you want to store a car. Call the phone number if you want us to fix your Porsche, if you want us to lift your bug, if you want us to lift your Cayenne. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you want us to uh, check your car over before it goes off of warranty, that's always a good thing, too, That's because smart. a lot of times people will have something, and if it's in the dealership, when they're just going in for servicing, they're not going to point out, oh, you're probably going to have a problem with this you know, later on. So um, before it goes off a of warranty, it's always good to have somebody take That's a look really at it. That's really smart. Good, oh, yeah. Good to know. So, Well, we really appreciate you guys taking time out of your Saturday to come down here and, and, and talk with us and, and getting to know you. It's been amazing. Yeah, so Thank you, guys. Yeah, thank you for having really us. Appreci- really appreciate it. It's so been uh, We will put all your contact information in, uh, when we launch the podcast. And so, yeah. For this episode of the Avance Podcast, as always, I'm Nick. I'm Dan, and don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.